I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone. Welcome to a new edition of the Dewsbacks podcast. We know we promised an episode prior to Wimbledon but due to commitments we couldn't make it. So we are here now to look at the first week of Wimbledon, look at the major talking points what's happened. Are the seeded players the favorites us? Are they still going on or on the course to reach the final or whatever the goal is? We have our usual guests Shankar and Bijan joining us. Shankar, how are you doing? Excited. How's the first week of Wimbledon been for you? been pretty good i've caught a little bit of all the big names and some interesting matches as well so wimbledon was always great i mean all tennis i mean it's the best tournament of the year as a viewing experience it's the best tournament of the year but is it your favorite tournament ah oh, I, <laughs> um, i don't think I've, i i like all of them i mean obviously you're you're alluding to the fact that i prefer the french open but no i i like wimbledon i i think i think i grew up falling in love with tennis mainly by watching Wimbledon and then the other tournaments slowly followed. Indeed, indeed. Uh, let's also just get Bijan in. Bijan, have you, how much of, I know you have had a lot of workload, so how much of tennis have you actually caught this first week? Just the odd game here and there, but I've been catching a lot of replays in the morning when I wake up, so just, <laughs> just to be on top of things. Cool, cool. So, let's uh, just get right into it. Uh, uh, Shankar, I'm going to come to you. So, how are the major favourites? uh gone by i know in our whatsapp the names you picked they just drop by like flies so uh how have the favorites on the men's side been for you how have they performed we know they have progressed but how have they performed all all four of all four of the standard favorites have looked good i think uh, djokovic and federer had uh, truncated first round matches which only went for half an hour 40 minutes so nothing could be said but yesterday they both rolled over their opponents federer had a bit of a tight first set but once he went to the tie break he won tie break 7 love and then he just dominated and i watched him play he looked as good as he's ever looked really uh, likewise mari and nadal the day before i watched them they also looked very sharp they were great i think maybe from the third round is when the seeds start meeting i mean it's the round of 32 so that's when uh, it might get a, little, a bit more challenging encouraging signs mari looks good no effect of the injury djokovic looks good seems to be in a better place 
and nadal and pedro i mean what can you say about them that you haven't said already they their motivation is apparently endless indeed we we also need to consider the fact you did mention that once the seeds start meeting but we also need to consider that the pace of courts are going to drop when we get into the second week so we need to see what would be the impact right yeah if anything that probably helps someone like nadal if it stays oh if it gets slower there's some not news about the balls being slower and uh, as wimbledon progresses a lot of the grass near the baseline gets uh, wiped out by people running back and forth on on the baseline and so it becomes almost even like uh, a solid dirt court or hard court and that helps uh, a baseliner or somebody with good strokes so that will, will be a factor but i think it will still favor federer i think he's still the favorite among the four there's no question about that indeed so bijan from whatever you have seen most of replays as you said how how do you think the seeds have fared i think the men's side is fairly straightforward barring wawrinka right wawrinka fell off in the first round itself obviously couldn't make the change quick enough again he was in the final at the french um but the two weeks obviously didn't help him too much uh nadal in his first round looked imperious was wiped out the donald young game seemed to kind of take his foot off the pedal in the bit in the, in the third serve uh third set sorry couple of breaks as well so very unlikely uh, unlike him but the third set was was just a little bit off pace maybe i obviously don't know what the reasons were don young did play a good game good third set um chakovic and fedor like shakar said truncated games uh, couldn't really test too much but they've been pretty much sailing um and mares test mares first real test is actually the game against fognini which is his next game which is today or i think it's in the next hour as we speak so that should be an interesting one um the first time they ever playing on grass they've been playing each other since they're 12 i think but that should be his first test it's really interesting to see how mari will hold up because all of the training videos have shown him struggling on each and every single practice you know physically so he kind of starts limping every now and then but it's very interesting that he just he's able to switch on when the game starts and then he just continues The women's side obviously is 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 as open as ever. Uh, Pitskova losing yesterday just throws out um the regular names again. At least we have Halep and Azarenka. Uh, but Azarenka's lost her first set against Heather Watson just now. So again that's wide open. Um but otherwise I I still can't see beyond the top 4 seeds in the men. Indeed. Uh, so Shankar coming to you since Bijan did mention Wawrinka shocking for you first round. Or do you think? Do you also agree with Bijan? Maybe the transition wasn't quick enough for him. No, it's his weakest slam. He's lost in the first round five times. I, I don't think anybody expected him to go very far. He's always he needs a little more time to line up his shots, and he needs a nice true bounce. So he, even though he's one slam sli- shy of the calendar slam, he may never get this. I think Wimbledon playing on grass would be a little too tough for him. So I wasn't surprised by that at all, actually. Indeed. So let's also look at the women's side. Uh, the usual upheaval for you or more more calm and settled this time well i picked two favorites and they <laughs> both proceeded to lose so i said kvitova maybe if she can be fit and she lost i mean she had some health problems as well and then then i went out on a very safe limb and said pliskova but she also proceeded to lose now i'm just going to i mean <laughs> i don't know this i think this half a dozen people who could win it kerber could win it venus could win it svitolina could win it coco vandeweghe is playing well she could win it of course you have that uh, ostapenko who knows how what the limit is she's had two three setters but she, admirably she's come through and fought well azarenka could 
could go deep because there are only a couple of slam champions, right? There's uh, there's Muguruza, there's Venus Williams, and there's Ostapenko, right? And Azarenka. So there's three or four of them. I think Venus Williams will have an advantage because she has experience on grass, but she has her own personal issues right now because of the accident in Florida and. She broke down during a press conference, so it's not clear as to how strong she will be to handle that as well as the pressure of winning. So I, I don't think she's going to win it. Indeed, I think when we look at it next week, obviously we'll have a winner, and we could say we did, we told you so. But we'll wait and see for that. The big, big news or controversial items. One has obviously been Matic Sands' injury. There, uh, Christa has also said that. She felt at least that the response services were slow. Wimbledon has defended saying, no, we timed it. It was within a minute or so, something like that. So, your take on it, guys, what do you feel? Maybe it's because she was a part of the incident, that, did it feel long for her? Or do, if you did watch watch the incident or watched it live, did you also feel the response was slower? Any of you, whoever wants to. Bijan, maybe you. Yeah, so um, that is, I mean, I, I saw the incident live and interestingly, I saw it live, we just floating around the internet and I kind of realized that see A the player went down initially uh, the only I mean when you knew it was really serious is when she cried out for help right but from a, from just a visual check it didn't seem like it was too long uh, however Simona Kristea who was the opponent kind of felt A it was long obviously because she had seen you know that pneumatic just fold underneath herself so I understand her being a little more aggressive about the fact that Wimbledon should have taken taken it uh, more seriously and quicker. But she also made a comparison very clearly by saying that, you know, what if it was a heart attack or what if it was something to do with a cardio, uh, cardiovascular issue? And then that minute would have been just, you know, too much. Uh, so the comparison is also a little extreme, but I don't blame her because she's seen the injury, you know, right in front of us. So... Yes, it was a bit scary. Uh, can it happen? Of course, freak injuries can always happen in any kind of competitive sport that you're playing. Uh, but I think this will bring up another um, argument in terms of a lot of the show courts on the outside, uh, you're available or, you're, or they are available for you to practice on. So other than the regular practice courts, you are allowed to practice on some of the other courts. So the debate that may come about is how many of those courts being used can technically cause a problem because... You know, the grass could just wear off. It's slick grass. Um, the mo- there's still moisture. So that kind of a debate will also open up because of this. Shankar, your take on it if you did catch the incident? I saw a clip, but I think it's too small a sample size. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, she was one of the favorites for the doubles and she's a good player. Nobody wants to see someone get injured. But it's, it's one person. I mean, in all these years of Wimbledon, it's not a trend. But what was interesting was that after this, Radwanska and Ludanovic also said that their courts had some unevenness. So I, I'm sure Wimbledon will look into it. But as now, I would say it's it's really a small sample size, and uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't brush it under the carpet, and we shouldn't also jump to too many drastic conclusions. I'm sure the ALTC will look into it deeply. No, but if I may, if I may just interject, we've all, if I mean. Every year round, I mean, the first week is always subject to everyone saying that the courts are too slick. So it's not new information that we're being used to. You know, it's just that this has been triggered by a very big injury to a player and the response time wasn't as good as what they thought it would be. That's why the argument has become even bigger. You know, so it's been, uh, I think, 
Kiki landed up saying that you know, oh, it's a big topic in the locker rooms. But week one, we've always heard of the fact that you know the courts are slick, the bounce is too low, people are slipping and sliding. That has always happened. I think the injury has magnified the conversation, and the response time has made it even worse. Yeah, I remember a few years ago in Australia, you had a lot of people fainting because of the heat, and they complained about that. And Wimbledon grass being slick is one of its traits. I mean, you, if you play on grass, it's it's going to be slick. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a bigger news among the girls than they made it to be from what I've read. At least. Interesting, interesting. But let's also get into the bigger topic of maybe Shankar has already expressed his opinion on social media, like Facebook, the atomic. Issue that he see, he says that he isn't motivated, and he's saying I've played for so many years now. It's almost like I've played my whole lifetime. And is is it a growing trend because he's not the first player to indicate something like that, or do you think this is still a case of an exception? Shankar since going to because you already put this on social media. I'm sure you have your own opinion and or take on this issue. On first cam, it seems ridiculous. This is a guy who's won nothing. I think he's won one, three ATP 250 tournaments, and he says he's t- he doesn't matter to him whether he lifts trophies or something. But he's not Federer, who's got everything. And if he is a professional tennis player and cannot be in- motivated to play Wimbledon, then he should do everybody a, s- a favor and just stop playing for a while. Seriously, he's just taking up space. He's shortchanging the crowd. He's shortchanging the fans, and he's kind of. I, w- I don't know if it's disrespecting the game, but he's not giving the game enough respect. I think he had, he was touted as a huge talent when he was very young. He was the youngest quarterfinalist at Wimbledon since Becker a few years ago. And he kind of, he made a lot of money, so then something dropped out of his motivation. I mean, it's, you should be sympathetic as well. I mean, everybody has difficulties. He's been playing tennis since he was very young. I mean, on the women's side, you read about a lot of people who, girls who play tennis even though they don't really love it. Now, Tomic may be like that. I know his father is, was a notorious guy to have around the courts and he had all sorts of issues with a lot of people. So, But either way, I mean, I think he can afford it. He should probably take a break and if he misses the game, come back and play better or, you know, otherwise just, you know, find something else to do. Okay, I have a secondary question on this. Is, say, lack of motivation, maybe something, a challenge comes up and he doesn't, he doesn't want to rise up to it. Is it equivalent to tanking? Do you say, do, do you, are you of the opinion that he's tanking games or matches? Yeah, it's almost that. You're right. He's kind of, he's, he's throwing in the towel way too early. Yeah, tanking is just like, like Ivanisevich to do it, but yeah, it's, it, it is, I wouldn't say it's as bad as tanking because tanking is, has a, a feeling that it's more blatant. But he is, yeah, he's, he's not showing up, he's not giving effort, so that's not the right way to push these tournaments. Okay, Bijan, coming to your take on the issue, you have heard both of my questions, you could respond for both. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I actually posted this on Twitter as well, uh, I think it was yesterday, or I, I don't know, day before maybe. It's, it, in a very weird way, it, it's a little refreshing to see that um, there's still a lot of people that are in the sport for money because that's the only way they can technically sustain themselves, right? So, in the most basic sense of what these guys are doing, um, Bernard Tomic is now amassed, I think, about $4 million in prize money alone, right? Because that's the number of years he's been playing and he's among 
amongst the generation that has benefited from these huge increases in Grand Slam tournament show fees, not even winning fees, right? So, this is another argument that comes up is that people are playing unfit because they're getting show money, which wasn't the case years ago. Therefore, you had to win the first round to get the first round show money. But now you're getting show money as soon as you just show up. So, unfit players are making an appearance on court. Right? So, we've seen that in a couple of round ones already. Now, it's interesting. I mean, the, I think he's worded it absolutely incorrectly when he said that you know, he was bored, he lacked motivation. Because if you read the press conference again, he says that, you know, I wasn't playing well, I was mentally not there, and I wasn't feeling it. Now, if you take those in isolation, it's not a bad press conference. As soon as you suddenly say, I was a bit bored, right, that's when you're questioning the individual's attitude, right? So that's where I have a little bit of an issue with it. Obviously, it's completely incorrect. You cannot suddenly state that, you know, you don't really care about sport and I have 10 years more to go and I will make enough money and be happy. That's obviously showing that you're in the game for the wrong reasons because technically you should be in it to win it. But if you are making an absurd amount of money, um, he's not theoretically incorrect in staying or in saying what he did. Uh, do I agree with it? Absolutely not. But I mean, think about it in the most basic sense, right? Here, like Shankar said, he's won three two fifty. He's amassed four million odd dollars in prize money, and his old—I mean, he's a young guy. Obviously, his um, sponsorship deals must be really long in terms of contract. So, does he really need to work really hard in the future? Probably not. But I think it was more the way he presented his case, the way he was just, uh, there was an attitude about the press conference, which basically shows him in a very incorrect light. So, yeah, I do agree with it. If, if he's not enjoying the sport, take a break. Um, Nicole Virusova did that a really long time ago. She never came back to the sport. Um, and then, if you feel love for it again, please do return. More than welcome to. Because you are talented, clearly. Um, his other problem is because he's got such a language style, people just don't think he's putting in enough effort any which way. So I think it's it's a magnification of a couple of issues, but his press conference did him absolutely no favors. No, but he was already known as Tomic the Tank Engine, I think. It's not his language no, no, style alone. I had a couple of questions. Um, why do you think it's refreshing that people are, to know that people are playing for money? I, I didn't get no, that I mean, angle. I, I, I don't mean that people are... I'm just saying that for someone to state very openly that, listen, I've made money, I will continue to make money, right? It's almost like, you know, Chakra, when we watch sport, we are obviously looking at the individuals who are in it for the long-term glory as well. There are many of these individuals who are half-decent and need the money. So they will just play for the fact that they're going to earn some amount of money. It's just odd because of the way he put it all. Not, I mean, obviously, it's not it's not like Eureka moment that someone said that, but it's just, you know, it's... Do you blame him for saying something like that? Mo- probably not. But it's incorrect to do so anyway. No, I just... I think it's a simple equation. He's a professional tennis player. His attitude cannot write as a professional tennis player. That's all. Luckily for him, he has money. He can probably stop. And I think you... I think I, I want to correct you on this show money. It's not show money. The slams have always had... And all the tournaments have money for people who lose in the first round as well. Because you have to qualify to get there anyway. So, no, that is that now, No, that is not show money. That is... You have... That is... You have to be in the top 106 to get to the main draw, or you have to play through qualifying. So that is an achievement. Yeah, so the likes of no, no, of course it's an achievement. All I'm saying is for the individuals that don't necessarily have to go through qualifiers and therefore are automatically in the draw, you are making at least money for to lose the first round. Correct, but that's it's not they 
they don't just wake up and get it they are already ranked in the top 100 or 90 and oh, no. something like that no, so that that so that is that is that determine the quality of the draw so you have the top 100 players in the world barring injury or whatever so it's not you know exhibitions and in the past no, 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 no. again gave no, no. show money ways but it's not like no, that. that's not, not just one that's not prime no, no that's not the term i mean maybe the term was incorrect to show money but the point is look at delgopolov right delgopolov played half a set recently against Federer but he was clearly unfit now that is not an injury you you, you wake up with in the morning you come into the tournament with an injury like that yeah so, i think that is that's that's also one of the things we need to talk the about point. the number because of injuries that's that's but that is, i think that's slightly different from the tomic issue when I mean, no no i'm not i'm not equating both i'm just saying that because worst case you are getting money to lose right there's also sometimes if i'm feeling bored don't want to perform that's one second if i'm unfit at least i will get paid to show up on court you know however if i'm unfit and i don't show up on court i don't get that money so if i'm you know that's the issue that these guys are also facing is because wimbledon and the likes of the other bigger tournaments are paying a larger fee for first round losers as well people are just making sure that they show up for the game and then if they lose or they call out injury they're still getting paid for However, if you release that you were injured, that you were injured, and you cannot show up for the game. You do not get that pain. There are these various clauses that exist, which is the other argument that they have. Yeah, I think that's the hot discussion now. There's been a big debate yeah, because Tuesday is Wimbledon. I think the centre court there was only 40 plus 40 minutes, <laughs> so that was really sh- a short day for those people who paid hundreds of pounds to come to centre court on one of the big days of the year. So that's yeah, they have to do something. I think what they have on the WTA where you you get your money two tournaments a year, that something like that will be good. So you don't have an incentive to show up just to get the money. So you, you pull out, you get your money, you choose that tournament, you get your money, and a lucky loser comes in. There's a more competitive match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they need to do something about it because I mean, prize money is only going to keep increasing. So you have to have because it doesn't justify anything, right? Like you said clearly, it's a centre court game, hundred odd pounds for a ticket, and then it doesn't justify an individual showing up for thirty minutes. Yeah, it's indefensible. Shankar, yep. since since you have brought up the injuries, so should we go into that? The number of injuries is it tying in with what Bijan had to say about just showing up unfit? Yeah, I, I think there's two ways to look at it. the the way that the other tennis players will look at it and being kind they'll say that Wimbledon is the biggest tournament in the world they want to play in these slams and Federer made the point that you 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 try to get on court because you never know what will happen say you have an injury and you play and then in 20 minutes it rains which is not unheard of in in London then your match gets postponed by a day or maybe your opponent gets injured worse and you get through you never know but i think they have a, a bigger responsibility to like both uh, the guy that Djokovic beat Klizan and uh, Klizan I mean McEnroe was saying right off about he said um, this guy is not going to make it to the end of the match and so it was it was criminal that they both showed up and uh, but they just took advantage of a loophole I guess so it's up to the organizers to make sure that that doesn't happen again I think a lot of it is it's a lot of money it's 35000 pounds uh, for all these uh, journeyman pros if people don't make money that the top guys are making it it's a significant amount of money so that's not going to change unless they change the rules Bijan yes i completely agree i mean the the fact that there are so many injuries you see the, the only real injury that that has popped up is obviously Bethany Sands right because it happened during the game um a lot of these are because worst case if i lose i still make 35000 pounds so you're getting into these tournaments uh because you know that you're going to make a lot of money even if you lose so at least you're getting a payday you deal with the injury after getting the payday so that is one issue that they need to obviously deal with um because of the loophole because 
and just to not not obviously club it with the injuries but i find it a little surprising that um when serena won the australian open she was a couple of months pregnant and there was this huge outcry at the end of it by saying oh my god she won it and she was pregnant but we've had um i can't remember the lady's name maybe shankar can help me out she lost the first round game and she was four and a half months pregnant now i'm no doctor but i'm pretty sure that playing a tournament when you're four and a half months pregnant is not like i'm not sure how healthy it is so look at it this way you're saying i will lose the game get 35000 on bombs or best case i'm in wimbledon win the game second round and then maybe lose the second round get more money but clearly not in the best position to compete because you're four and a half months pregnant so there needs to be a rule change because you can't have partly injured or not completely fit individuals on in the slam um but i don't blame the player because even if he's 20% fit he gets a payday and he's part of of wimbledon which is obviously the biggest draw Yeah, that was Mandy Minella. I think she played Mandy. both singles uh-huh. and doubles. But she appeared in both singles and doubles, and she lost in like 45 minutes to Shia Bon. And good job. I mean, good earning. I guess some baby money. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's just criminal, right? There's, I would love to know if if there's a doctor that says it's okay to play comparative tennis when you're four and a half months pregnant. That'll be an interesting thing to read. But to play a singles, lose singles, and go again into the doubles is another whole. I know it's really baffling. So obviously they've got to do something about these rules where if you are not if you if you're injured then you just don't play and then you can't break that loophole. Yeah, but the way they work around it is that who determines you're injured? You have you they all these guys have their own doctors and it's not hard for them to get the doctor to say he's okay and every player if he can always he can always imagine that he's injured, he can imagine he's not injured. He can say I can work with this injury, it's a big enough tournament, let's do it. So it's a very uh, gray area. Like I, I don't think you can leave it to the player. I think they have to change the options, make it make it easy for them to say, okay, I won't play because I'm not injured. I, I don't want to short change and get my money and leave and come back next year. Sometime. But what if you do? And maybe even uh, Sri, you could add to this. Uh, what if you do something to the effect? If it's an injury that you pick up during the game, right? So in 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 this case with Bethany Sands, you pick up the game. Obviously, you lose. You get your payday. but if it's an injury that you're carrying forward like it happens in cricket for example um if there's an injury that you're carrying forward and you cannot complete the game and therefore retire then you shouldn't get the entire pay for the loss i mean maybe that's one way to say you get some amount of money but it's not the entire amount for losing the draw i don't know maybe that's a thought i don't know i not entirely that is you are saying it's assuming it's the same injury which causes the retirement right Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the condition. But again, that opens up a loophole. No, yeah, they'll just say I mean, I've got my knee injury, yeah. but on the court, I hurt the my player hip just fell ill. Yeah. Can you argue that the player just fell ill? Well, no, that I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not completely convinced, but there has to be something to do. Correct. Uh, with, right. with, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If it's established to be able to say that the individual had an impact injury and therefore, etc., etc., then okay, fine, you go ahead with the entire thing because it may not have been in the individual's control. However, if it's a carrying injury, then maybe you need to kind of look at a different way. I mean, obviously, the pros and the and the systems and the doctors need to work this out because otherwise, it's just people showing up to get lost money, and it's just kind of losing the charm a little bit. I think, uh, guys, uh, since we we have covered a lot of it, I think the main thing we should also look forward is what's actually going to happen next week. We are recording this on a Friday. 
hopefully the pod is out over the weekend worst case by monday so let's look at fixtures where we are looking at this proper second week so what are we expecting are the big fixtures still there obviously warrenka going out as maybe tilted it in his quarter or half but otherwise everything as per what we think would happen i think there's some good matches coming up today nadal plays uh, karen kachanov who's touted as a future number 1 and reminds a lot of people of Marat Safin and has a big game. So, if he comes in with the right attitude, he could really push Nadal or even upset him given that Nadal has has been up and down on grass. That's one. Djokovic plays Ernst Gulbis and Gulbis took out Del Potro easily and I was surprised at that. I watched that. And uh, Gulbis is a very blow hot, blow cold player. So, I, I think he's he was happy being the number one player in Latvia and then suddenly Ostapenko came along and stole all his thunder so maybe it's motivated him to play better at Wimbledon but Gulbis Djokovic could be good because you never know how much better Djokovic has gotten i mean normally he would beat Gulbis but all bets are off given the way he's played until the French Open those are two good matches apart from that i think uh, there's again even in the men even though these top four are the favorites you have people like Dimitrov who's playing well Chilik who has had a good grass court season. So there's some interesting people. Murray Fonini, Fonini if he's focused he is an extraordinary shot maker. So that could be uh, uh, like Bijan uh, spoke about at the top of the uh, podcast that will be Murray's first test he has to show up sharp and keep Fonini at bay. So there there were concerns pre tournament right with Murray's injury. So has he looked fit or is we don't know since he's not been stretched. He looks fit. He's playing well. He's, he doesn't seem to have any visible signs of pain. And that's what he's also saying in the conferences. But Bijan did say something that in practice he looks like he's in pain. I haven't seen any of those. So I don't know, but I think he's he's experienced enough to know what he needs to do and the more matches he plays the better he'll get and he probably doesn't need to practice too much given his condition and hopefully that'll help him. Bijan anything on Murray you want to add? It? No, it's just absolutely. During the games, you can't really make out what the issue is. Um, he's obviously on point and everything. I guess when he's warmed up completely, it seems okay. I just got a glimpse of a couple of these training videos that the BBC put out and the Wimbledon page put out, and that's when they were kind of showing that he was limping, struggling around a bit. So, but I guess obviously he's probably amongst the four. He is the fittest, um, and I guess it's just his call at the end of it. And Wimbledon is home stand, so there's I highly doubt he's gonna. pull out like anybody else but he'll probably go as far as he can and now with Wawrinka gone it kind of makes his run to the semi final slightly easier as well so should be i mean as long as he's fit i think i, I don't think anyone's beating him from getting to the semis um i don't think i think nadal looks good he looks really solid um some of the shot making is unbelievable he's picking up the ball a little earlier um so that's all all good signs federer's in pieces but he's i mean he hasn't looked I don't know if Shankar or you guys feel this but I think he just looks incredible. Like he he looks like he's just playing the best tennis of his life. He's just I Yeah, I, I I said that I think he's he looks as good as he's ever looked. Incredible. The game has kind of gone up a level which is ridiculous given that it was already at a stratospheric yeah, level. I don't know what he's doing. I he's still the favorite for me. I think it's going to be Murray Federer in the finals and Federer to win. Okay. Yeah, I I I mean I I wouldn't bet against that. Uh, my hope would just state that it's an Nadal Federer final, but 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 that's the only 
that's the only thing. But again, Djokovic looks good as well. So it's not. It, I mean, let's not put anything past these four. And we've been spoiled for choice for years. So I mean, that's that's what it is. I don't see it going beyond any of these four. I mean, however well uh, Chilich and Dimitrov are playing, I'm or even Alex Zverev. Um, he's also made to the third round. But I'd be really surprised if it's outside of these four. Yeah, the last time someone outside these four won Wimbledon was in 2002, Leighton Hewitt. Leighton Hewitt, yeah. 15 years ago, Alex Verev was five years old when that happened. (laughs) And guys, anything on the women's side you want to add on? Because since there are, as we talked during the French, there aren't like clear outstanding favourites. So, any any potential matchup is a good match to watch for me. That's how I view the women's side literally. French Open, that's how I saw the French Open. Because there were no favourites for me on... For any, even in the final, there were no favorites. I just watched it as a good ten- tennis match, and for me, that was a new way of experience rather than knowing oh, expected winner. For me, the whole French Open, the women's side was like I had no clue who was going to win, and the Wimbledon has been pretty much same for me. Yeah, I think you and everybody else on the planet. Had the <laughs> yeah, same I think so. Experience. Yeah, I think um, Svitolina. I'm interested in. I'm also interested in Conta. She played really well yesterday, and and. Uh, who else? Coco Vandeweghe. I think she's her game is good for glass, and if she plays like she did in Australia, she could she, she could win it. I mean, all of them could win it. All thirty-two of them could win it, pretty much. Maybe not. I maybe ten of them could win it. Yeah, I think Coco Vandeweghe is one of the most beautiful games to watch in terms of just her her, her technique. Her service action is incredible. It's so smooth, um, and she's incredible on both sides. Um, but yeah, I could agree with Shankar. It's probably. She's had a great game. Um, Kantas did seems to do well. I think if Azarenka makes it out of this round, she'll feel a lot better. Um, and then, you know, Halep, I think, is the, the other suspect, so to speak. But we're with you, Sri. Uh, it's, it's wide open and we'll just watch it because we like the game. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun to watch. So, uh, okay, we have gone through the fir- first week. We obviously had a lot of predictions in mind. But now, first week has gone. As uh, Shankar said, his finalists are Maria versus Federer and Bijan seems to think it's Nadal versus Federer. Uh, semi-finalists, are, is the big four the semi-final you are thinking, Shankar, or is there a potential upset on the cards? I mean, all evidence would suggest that you don't ever, ever, ever bet against the big four. If any one of them is not going to make it, I would say... Nadal has two potential tough matches, Kachanov and then the next round he'll play... Giles uh, Muller, who's also very good on grass. And he's probably the, the weakest of the four on grass, which is why he's the fourth seed as well. Fair enough. But I don't think, yeah, I think Murray, Federer, and Djokovic will get through. There's nobody in Djokovic's quarter who's going to defeat him. Team Federer, Burdick, Mofi, Gulbis, I think he can beat all of them. Federer has a fourth round with Dimitrov, assuming they both win, and maybe a quarterfinal against Ryonic, but he's sharp enough to beat them the way he's playing. I would think, yeah, I, I'll go with the, the safe idea of the big four making the semi-finals again. Bijan, the level of anti-jinxing is unbelievable, right? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about what Shankar says. Uh, every time he puts up a name, those guys get knocked out. But no, I'm just, I mean, just, I would agree. I, I, plus, I mean, removing my bias aside, I, I think that the weakest amongst the four is Nadal. Plus, he's got two games against left-handers and he, he doesn't particularly like playing left-handers. Um, it balances it balances out a lot of what he does tactically, and his next two rounds are against both of them, uh, both big serves as well. So that's that that'll be another 
tricky thing. I think if he gets through them, then obviously I I honestly don't think Chilich in a quarter would be too much of a problem for him. Um, but yeah, I would still say the the big four is your semi. And who is betting on naming the four on the women's side? Okay, I'm gonna go for this one. I'm gonna say if as if Azarenka gets through tonight. Okay. And if the, I I don't obviously know know the draw too well, but I I'd, I'd say Kanta Azarenka um, Vandeve and Muguruza. If it's possible, Conta Azarenka would meet in the quarters. Oh, okay. Uh, crap. Okay, so I'll tell you who are in the quarters. Okay. Kerber plays Rogers and Kirstia plays Muguruza. Radwanska plays Timia Badzinski. And Herkog plays Kuznetsova. Ribarikova, who took out Kuznetsova. Uh, no, she took out Splitskova. Splitskova uh, plays Surenko. I don't even know who she is. Martik versus Diva. So that's the toss. So, Riske versus Van Der Wey, that'll be a good match. And then they play possibly Wozniaki. The other half, it's Tsipulkova versus Venus Williams, most likely. Ostapenko against Vitalina, most likely. Conta, if she wins her next match, will play Garcia. And Azarenka Watson will play the winner of Halep Peng. So, yeah, I think. Um, oh, God. Shankar, you just made it even more complicated. I didn't do anything. <laughs> draw without me. Yeah. I could make no, it easy. I can choose my favorite. Have five people knock out, but yeah. <laughs> okay, Shankar, four names. Let's let's just wind up. Four names: Conta, Venus Williams, Kerber, and Van der Wey. No Azarenka. So you know, so they all be done for. Yeah, Azarenka <laughs> now. Okay, okay. Azarenka, she doesn't have match fitness. I think she's yeah. gonna she's gonna get found out next round. That's at least what I know. Thinking. So, we have now looked at the first week, so hopefully we'll try and record it on the day the men's final happens, so mostly we will know how good or... Usually it will be that the women's side, we absolutely got it wrong, that's how the trend has been, so we'll just see. Uh, Before we go, any plugs guys, Bijan, anything you want to plug, anything you want to mention quickly? No, absolutely. I mean, no major plugs. If you guys want to follow us, we're all on Twitter um, and we can hear us ranting about all, con- all, all things tennis. Absolutely, absolutely. They, these Both of them will be absolutely on talking about tennis during the Wimbledon hours. Shankar, anything you want to plug? Anything if you are planning to write any blogs, anything? Yeah, I, I put up a post uh, two weeks ago about Djokovic's lost team, which has really shocked me. I think it's the most unsettling match I've seen in tennis in a long time, the manner of his loss. So I wrote about it on my blog, which is, um, I'll, I'll put a link to that in this post. And um, sure. But I'll write more during Wimbledon as well, maybe next week. Absolutely. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, till next week, we're just going to go off air now. Next week, hopefully, once the finals are done, we'll be back and we'll be reviewing the Wimbledon tournament properly. Till then, goodbye. for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.